All right, mutant. You are listening to Big Trouble in a Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Dobbs. And I'm Andy, the coffee man. The, the coffee man, and I am the soda man. Cuckoo, cuckoo. I don't know why I put Beatles in there, but whatever. Um, Yeah, so welcome to episode 33. Uh, this week's episode, we will be talking about the movie of the week, which is The Outsider on Netflix, starring... Not Jared. The Outsiders... The Outsider. That is, I, I told a couple of people we were going to watch this movie, and they were like, The Outsiders? That 80s movie? <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I, we should just walk in. I wish today was April Fool's Day, because it'd be like, hey, we're watching The Outsiders. and then We should have watched them both and been like, this is a shitty remake. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, but yeah, it's a Jared Leto movie. About, it's about fucking Japanese triads. Uh, triad part's kind of awesome, but we'll talk about that in the, the Yakuza. Triads are Chinese. Oh yeah, my bad. The Yakuza. Fuck. I think I said triads last episode too. What the fuck? Well, you fucked up. Yep, I always fuck up. It's my middle name. Um, but let's get right into it, Andy. What were you? What the hell have you been playing, watching, or doing? Uh, nothing. I more home improvement and stuff. I hung out with some friends the other night. And we drank and watched The Witch again. Have you ever seen The Witch? It's a horror movie that came out a few years ago. Is that how they spell witch with V and V? Yeah. No, but I've I've heard it's good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's like one of the one of the scariest movies to come out in the last decade. But yeah, it, I'd seen it before, but it was fun to watch, and someone hadn't seen it before, so he had to see it. But yeah, that movie's great, and in between doing home improvement and tearing up carpet, I've been, I I, uh, I had to do without internet. The internet got shut off because it was getting moved from one person's name to my name, so while I was without the internet, I put in, I have Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray, so I've been watching that. Even after I got the internet, I, now I'm now I'm wrapped up, now i got to rewatch the whole series so how how was it being off the grid for what uh what was it a, a day or two or like you yeah it was it was about a day and and change but it's it's weird you always forget everything you do is is reliant on the internet it's like when i woke up in the morning i wanted to look at the weather to see you know should i wear something warmer oh i can't i don't have the internet oh i can't watch anything i don't have the internet oh I, my computer's basically like i turned on my computer and was like, oh, I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Steam games. Damn it. <laughs> this whole thing is worthless. Yeah. Oh, man. We're so reliant on the internet. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, looking back in the uh, 90s and, like, early 2000s, we weren't really too into the internet. We we had other means. <laughs> but it's a good tool, none the least. And anything else you've been doing? Nah. Have you you been doing anything? Uh, besides working, um, 
Adam, actually, me and Adam did a a gaming podcast through an app while he was driving. By the way, <laughs> there's this app called Auditable, and um, you could connect with people, and you could pretty much do a podcast through your phone. So what he did is he he uh, set up microphones in his cars, so he could have like a podcast. It, it's called Game Drive, and he yeah. just he just picks gaming. Um, topics and i think the the topic that we talked about was cross-platform and all that stuff about like Fortnite and uh what was that rocket league and yeah, Sony's a big boner about it yeah and you know what what's the good things about it i think my stance was i know that they want to have uh sony wants to not give into the competition in a way so that's why they're like i'm bowing out out of this uh cross-platform stuff but anyways, I uh, got the Xbox Game Pass for PC uh, just to play Sea of Thieves. Mm. That game looks really cool. It's cool, but it's 20% done, <laughs> the game. Uh. I went into... Because I, I tried it solo, and it, by the way, solo is really boring. And you get like a really small boat, and you know, you... The the ship mechanics are great. I think I saw something about that. I think Kotaku or someone had an article about how the game was good, but playing it by yourself is the worst. Yeah, it's just horrible when you play it by yourself. But when you play with people, and like good people that you know work as a team, which is pretty rare these days on the internet, um, it's fun. The only thing is you got to make up your own journeys. There is mm. no journey to go to. So it's like well, that's, that's good in a way. I mean, Breath of the Wild was like that, right? In a way. In a way, but when you when all the DLC and all the temples that you got to, there was stuff to do. Mm. Um, and this is like they have islands and they have like booty and all that stuff, but the islands don't feel like lifeless at all. I mean, they they have no life. So mm. maybe in the future. Where, uh, you know, when games come out and they wait like a year, you know, we'll get the full game in about a year. So I hate that game for services and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get into that thing again. But um, the Nintendo had a direct, it had a bunch of Nindies and all that stuff. Andy, you said, what was that game that you're excited for? Oh, Lumines HD, whatever they're calling it. Yeah. So. I didn't really get uh, look into that, but you know what? That's more fucking Switch game people. More games for of our course, Switch. Uh, May is going to be impossible because, of course, Lumines comes out in May, as does Dark Souls and um, that new Street Fighter like bundle situation. And I can't remember some other stuff, but uh, God damn it, I got to cluster it all right there in one month. I can't get it all. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get the South Park game. On uh, Switch. That's next month. And then, um, man, there's so many fucking games. But yeah, that's that's what I that's what the hell I've been doing. Uh, working, uh, pirating, and uh, the good pirating, by the way, not the <laughs> the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is kind of like the calm before the E three storm and all that stuff. I mean, Far Cry 5 is coming out soon. I want to play that game. 
Yeah, game looks cool. I like the setting. Yep, Montana. Other than that, I think we should start getting into our movie of the week, mm-hmm. which is The Outsider, uh, starring Jared Leto. Yep. First thing I want to get out of the way on that, um, Jared Leto, to me, played okay. I just never really cared for his character at all. Yeah, I, I felt that way too. I uh, I used to not like him as an actor very much either, but he was excellent in Blade Runner. So now I was like, oh, okay, so he's pretty good. And in this movie, it's not like he's a bad actor. He's just boring. Plus, he has like a weird face. I mean, this stuff has nothing to do with his acting ability. And it's not weird bad. It's like he's handsome, but his face is weird. Mm-hmm. And the way he dresses and wears his hair in this movie, I kept seeing the main character in uh mind hunter looked just like him i kept on thinking of uh him when he was in american psycho uh when mm. the guy that christian bale kills in his house or apartment oh, i forgot that was him yeah i kept on seeing that and i was like oh it's him well and what's I, what's this movie about first um it's post world war ii um nick who is Jared Leto, is a prisoner of war, I'm guessing? I suppose. They, they don't elaborate on it much. It's like 1954 or something, so the war's been over for a little bit, but uh, he's in a Japanese prison. He's like the only American, the only white prisoner there. But they never really explain what he was imprisoned in Osaka for. And, yeah. then, and it's it's revealed later that the the U.S. Army thinks he's dead. I guess. Yeah, that that scene was kind of weird, but like the prison scene, the only things that were happening is he saved the guy from getting hanged, which was confusing to me because another scene happens where he has to kind of kill himself in order to get out so he can go to a hospital. But um, when he was being hanged. Do you think he was asking other people, hey, I'm trying to hang myself, try to help me and call for the guards, and they just walked out of the room? Oh, no, I assumed it was rival Yakuza trying to kill him. Yeah, because they did have the tattoos, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then when, that's why I was confused with the other scene where he cuts his stomach and stuff, and he's like, you got to call the guards, you got to save my life, and then I'll get you out and all that stuff. And that's pretty much the whole prison scene. Nothing really happens besides uh, the the first part where uh, the guy is hanged. Who 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 is that? By the way, was that Kyoshi? I think so. I don't know one one of the Japanese names, but one of the Japanese yakuza's were hanged, and they go to the the warden, and they just start beating on them. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Uh, what, why was it like, what the warden was kind of pissed that he saved the guys, you know, being hanged. Did you feel that too? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely, he's definitely pissed off. I just assumed it was because the warden knows the Yakuza does what they want or something. I don't know. Yeah. But the, the police are scared of the Yakuza or organized crime or whatever. So. They mm-hmm. kind of do what they want in here. Yeah. They don't really go into the origin much of, like, Yakuza, but they kind of show, like, the the territories and the, like... The Yakuza are centuries old, though. Mm-hmm. 
it's really really cool when in this movie how they portray the yakuza's and all that stuff it's kind of more like a family in a way like the boss is called the father or something but um yeah so he gets out of prison uh pretty much because he saves one of the yakuza's and this whole film is nick trying to fit in with the the yakuza family and they consider him an outsider because he's American uh, and all that stuff. He's a gaijin. The gaijin. And the, that, that part at the end was pretty cool with the, the guy. Um, but they really don't go into too much like American hate because we fucking bomb their country and shit. Like they kind of like, oh, he's American, ill and all that stuff. But then there's other Japanese are like, well, he's a nice guy. Like, they were doing that a little bit. Um, I don't want to go into too much because it was a two-hour movie. Um, but he kind of... There was, like, a love story in there that I really didn't care for. Did you care for that at all? It's a slow part of the movie. I remember from the beginning up until he meets... What's her name? Mew or something like that. Mew? From 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 the beginning until he meets her, it's an interesting movie, and then I got bored like immediately. Like boredom hit me like a cinder block, and I was like, oh, "God damn it! Are they really like I?" Um, uh, the other guy that he's talking to, his buddy Kyoshi, uh, he's talking to a woman, and I swear he hadn't said three words to her yet, and I said, "Oh, this is gonna be his." sister or something and jared leto's character is going to fall in love with her and sure enough that's exactly what fucking happened i i was oh my god i was so pissed off it's so boring and predictable and nothing really comes of it like i mean i guess it gives him a reason to want to stay in town and that's what they were going for but they could have done the same thing with him just wanting to become part you know camaraderie with the yakuza or something or or maybe they were giving him you know, he, he, he wanted the authority or he wanted money or something like that. But, God, this, it's it's stupid. I, I just, the whole Jared Leto character was just like, have emotion. Like, yeah, he had emotion for the sister. But then again, he's like, barely. you're, you're beautiful. He, and he's like. He doesn't act. He doesn't show emotion. And he doesn't really have any lines. Like, the scene where um, that uh, lieutenant spots him. And apparently he used to be a captain in the lieutenant's uh, platoon or, or, or whatever, not platoon, um, unit, whatever, unit. He knew him, and he he starts talking to him. Jared Leto's character says, like, nothing in that scene. Like, that would have that could have been a really interesting scene, but he just acts like an asshole, and I get it. Like, he doesn't want to talk to the guy, and he's trying to just, like, uh, okay, whatever, man, whatever, man. I got to go. Your five minutes is up. But – that scene could have been interesting, and instead it was boring, and I just wanted it to end. But that scene was kind of weird, too, because they were, you know, walking away from, I forgot what, a, an important scene of, like, two Yakuza bosses talking to each other. And, you know, that uh, lieutenant, like, says, hey, it's Nick fucking this guy. I, I thought you were dead and all that stuff. And, like, Jared Leto's character was looking at the group, his uh, his Yakuza group, like, walking away like it was important. And then he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to hang out with you. 
And then when the guy's like, well, I'm going to go tell, you know, our buddies that you're still alive. And he's like, man, now I got to kill this guy. And then he, they just cut to the scene of him going back to his apartment. I'm just like, there was no repercussions of Jared Leto character going away from the group. Like, they never mentioned it at all. Maybe it was just... They, yeah, they, they could have done something way more interesting where... I mean, that could have been the plot hook, is that he he doesn't want to go back and, and maybe they find out he's alive or something. I don't know. I feel like there was there was more interesting stuff to do with this movie than what they did. Like that being said, like we've talked about it for a while. Um, at the beginning of this movie, I fucking loved it. Like it's it's not a particularly good movie. It's like the direction and the camera work and stuff is like middle of the road. Who Music cares? was great. Music was pretty good. The setting and for the most part, like the bare bones, the structure of the story, I love. The setting is really interesting. And the story, for the most part, like the, the fact that he saves this Yakuza and now the guy is trying to help him out by giving him a job and stuff, that's interesting too. Like that idea, I really like in the beginning of this movie. I remember I looked at the reviews for this movie before I watched it, which I usually don't do. It was kind of, I was looking it up because I was trying to convince a friend to maybe watch it and then listen to this too. Mm-hmm. But apparently, on on like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and stuff, it's got an awful score. Like, and I saw that, I was like, uh-oh, is this movie going to be just garbage? And I was watching at the beginning, I was like, I, I love this movie, this movie's great. Why does everyone hate it? But by the end of it, I was starting to like see some, you know, chinks in its armor. But uh, I don't know if we want to jump to the ending yet, but I fucking hate the ending to this movie. I hate the ending too. Um, it ruined like the the movie wasn't brilliant, but it was really enjoyable and really interesting. And then in the last like ten minutes, this movie just becomes. I, I was I was just pissed off. I was like, wow, that was fucking stupid. The end of this movie is dumb. Yeah, and this is a very like dialogue. Uh, heavy movie. I think that's why it was like two hours and they, they kind of had to draw out like this Nick character that we didn't really care about and just wanted to see where it ended up and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, like the, the splash image on Netflix for this movie is like some guys yelling and the Nick character, Jared Leto, holding a katana and you're like, oh cool, there's gonna be like fights and stuff in this movie. He holds that katana one fucking scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> How I can describe this movie, it's kind of like Goodfellas without the comedy. <laughs> and because Jared Leto is like, he's like, uh, in Goodfellas, he's like the half Irish and half Italian guy. And he's just trying to fit into like the mafia. Same with Jared Leto being like, you know, this American trying to go into Yakuza and everything. And he's kind of doing like low jobs. He's like, all right, I need you to go up to this American. Uh, person at the docks and you know beat him up and tell him that we want your shit or something like that that was another scene where i could have done with more dialogue from nick like they only talk for like a minute yeah i i want to think that they were trying to portray nick as like post-traumatic stress of going through the war and then going through that prison they're trying to show that he's violent i guess and they they got that across yeah, and I think that's why the Yakuza boss liked him a lot is because we could use him and use that violence to our advantage. Yeah, some of the other characters, Orochi, for instance, are like, why is he still around? He served his purpose. Like, they just wanted him to 
to deal with a couple problems, but then some people start liking him, specifically the boss. Mm-hmm. And that's where the uh, uh, the quote-unquote villain guy, I forgot his name, was it Orochi, I think? Yeah, Orochi's the, the traitor. And they really spoon-feed that to you. Like, he's the one that, I don't know if he's carrying a torch for or what, but he, like, comes on to, to Miyu and almost rapes her, but doesn't. And he's the guy that is, like, whispering in uh, Kyoshi's ear about how Nick slept with his sister and stuff. And it's like, could it be any more obvious that that guy was going to be the bad guy? Like, couldn't they have had a mystery? Couldn't they have had, like, someone's a traitor, and then at the end when he walks out, you're like, oh, shit, it's that guy? But no, it was super obvious the whole movie. is Oh, that guy's the bad guy. I fucking hate him. Yeah, there was parts where I was just like, oh, they're telegraphing you know certain things that are going to be happening at the end of the movie and that kind of got me pissed off because looking at the time limit it's like two hours and i'm like oh i already know what's gonna happen (laughs) yeah yeah they this the the movie isn't like written to be super smart that's fine it's it's entertaining but i mean for the setting and the subject matter the kind of people it's going to attract i really think you could have added a couple more layers to that Mm mm-hmm I mean, they should have nixed the whole uh, romantic nonsense and and doubled down on, like, um, inter-family Yakuza squabbling and, and traitors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Miyu, I got to say, is really beautiful. I will say that. I mean, yeah, they, they I mean, uh, beautiful actress, and, and she did a good job, too. Like, I like the scenes where he's getting a tattoo and they're sitting there talking. You know, the few times that Nick shows emotion in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When he smiles, finally. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first time he smiled in the movie. And it's a shame. Like, I hate that character, but she did a good job playing that character. So what do you do? Yeah. Um, I did, like, I liked it. And I was like, I turned away every time they were cutting their fingers for the... <laughs> I like that scene. I was like, oh, my God. They're like, the pinky. I'm like, oh, it's only the pinky. And then all of a sudden, it's like, middle finger. I'm like, no. <laughs> what the fuck? And then uh, Kyoshi is like, I'll do it with my brother, too. And I was like, that's cool. That, that, there was a bond between uh, him and uh, Nick. And did you notice Kyoshi's like, voice like changed a little bit dur- during the movie? Like He had like a a soft voice, and then he had like that, Are you doing good? and like, like got really deep. Did you notice that? Or is that mm, just not, me? Not really. Oh, <laughs> I, I like the uh, the one good part I liked was the uh, I almost said try it again the Yakuza war that they were having between the two families. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, uh, especially the, the scene where Kyoshi and Nick were in this like uh, clothing store, and like the <laughs> the worker was trying to kill the the boss. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy! And then all of a sudden, this is the sad part where Kyoshi gets killed pretty much where the war actually starts uh the other family comes in and just shoots the shit out of him yeah that sucks i kind of assumed someone was gonna have to get killed so that they could motivate nick to be super into this war or whatever but i don't know i have a i have a I i have a question though like that scene was weird too because he had two shooters he had two guys with guns one guy could have shot the guy in the the driver's seat, and then the other guy could have shot either Nick 
or the the other uh the the boss and all that stuff so i was like man they just were they just aiming for uh kaioshi or i think so i think they assumed the guy inside had done his job and killed the the boss i think i don't know like i think they were supposed to just kill kyoshi and nick and like nick laid down in the car to cover the boss so maybe they they missed him or they didn't see him because they're probably in a hurry they mm. want to shoot and get the hell out of there as fast as they can yeah um another scene before we uh, talk about the ending and stuff uh another bonding moment between kyoshi and nick uh, because kyoshi's like get away from my fucking sister because when you're in y- yakuza you can't be close and uh, love somebody because they can get hurt and all that stuff. But eventually, Nick does, you know, fuck Miyu, and they're going to have a baby. So Kyoshi's like, all right, you can be with her now. And he said he talked about his father when he, before he passed away, I think he gave him like two uh, katanas or something like that. A katana and a wakasashi gave him his daisho. Yeah. One was like, to kill somebody and the other one was to uh you know suicide and all that stuff when you do the ritual suicide i think you you cut your belly with the wakasashi and then your second lops your head off with the katana i think i've seen a couple different versions of it i just know this from movies Mm -hmm. so he's like i was supposed to protect my sister and now since you're having a, a baby and a family it's your turn to protect and i thought that was a beautiful scene Again, Jared Leto was like, okay. Like, <laughs> like the whole, even going there, he's, he's like, I betrayed you. And he's like, she's going to have a baby. Like, his dialogue was so stupid. But I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking he was having that PTSD kind of thing. And he just, that's how he is. Maybe that's how the, it was written in the, the movie. But anyway, um, kind of going on to the ending scene um the other family uh sends this kid messenger to them and says hey come to this neutral territory and um you know we'll talk this out we'll have peace in our war so he tell uh the boss that is in nick's family uh, says yeah sure we'll be there uh we'll, we'll talk it out and that's where you find out about uh, Orochi being the traitor. It's like, oh, I, I saw that coming from a mile yeah. away. And um, all of a sudden, Orochi and uh, what is the guy's name? I keep on saying the boss. Which boss? The good one or the bad one? The good one. Uh, was it Seizu or was that the bad guy? I don't know, but anyway, they were hugging because he's like, I want, you know, you're always going to be family to me. And then Orochi takes out a knife and stabs him in the back. And then out of nowhere, um, the rest of the bad Yakuza family comes out and, like, points a gun at them because they were all, like, about to run and fight. And what do you think of that scene? Because I was like, the scene itself looks cool. It's one of the few scenes in the movie that's shot, interestingly. But it's it's kind of... It's the prelude to the dumbness. Like, 
Mm-hmm. It sets I, up. I understand he was trying to be old fashioned and trust the guy and stuff, but he had like no reciprocal plan or anything like that. He wasn't going to. Like, I know he said no guns, but I mean, it seems like, come on, man, you're at war. Why would you do this? He should have had like a sharpshooter or something like that. I mean, I'm not like a Yakuza general or anything, but. The scene looks cool and it's interesting and it progressed, I thought. I thought it was going to progress the Yakuza War plot, but really after the scene, the movie just shits and falls back in it. Because yeah. like he avenges, I'm using air quotes, the boss dying, I guess, and everyone else who doesn't join the 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 rival Yakuza clan does nothing like they, they they do nothing they just like guard the woman i guess they just stay behind it's fucking stupid the this the scene is cool and it could have progressed the plot but instead it just it just cuts the plot off it says oh no we're done being cool that's that's the end of this we're gonna wrap this all up with the dumbest conclusion you've ever seen to a movie and then the credits are over. yeah and it, it kind of sets up for a fucking sequel and i'm just like why like no, I don't. That'd be dumb. No, I don't. I don't want to see where that went. Uh, and it it kind of like what happens is he, you know, as Andy said, he gets that revenge of you know both uh the boss and also, uh, fucking Kaishu. Like that's the revenge factor of going after Orochi. So he goes into um the other yakuza's like headquarters or or house and stuff and he brings the katana and i guess they're in a dojo <laughs> i guess yeah, they're in a dojo and they're they're doing like you remember when they were in the woods they both drank from the same cup and that made him his son mm-hmm. i think they're doing a version of that so that orochi becomes an official part of the of the of the rival yakuza clan from uh, wherever they yeah, so pretty much Jared Leto goes there and and he says, "I will, I want to kill Orochi. Give him a weapon. Be a man. Don't be a pussy." Pretty much, and uh, Orochi like goes up to him. And he says, "You're a gaijin. You always be. You will always be an outsider. I will not fucking fight you." And then, to me, this was like disrespectful. But then again, the other family was disrespectful too. Of you know not having any honor by killing the other uh boss um jared little just takes the fucking katana and slices his throat and then the <laughs> the guy's like yeah just get out i'm yeah i don't i still don't, i i guess because orochi was acting like a coward or something but i i racked my brain i i can't figure out why they let nick leave i i have no idea it's that's stupid and it's dumb because i mean i wasn't expecting a huge fight like there wasn't any huge fights in the rest of the movie i wasn't expecting like a huge production of like him running around the house and katana fighting all these guys i know that wasn't going to happen but i it's still got to make sense movie that's still i don't i don't get it at all yeah i was like man well they have to know what's going to be happening because at the end uh, he goes back to his uh, goes back to Miyu and the rest of the Yakuza family and it kind of portrays that Jared Leto is now the new uh, leader which is the the crown jewels on the stupidness that is the end of this movie 
Yeah, they're, they're all just like standing around. She's sitting on a bed in the middle of the room, and they're standing around her in a semicircle, guns drawn, protecting her, I guess, or something stupid. They all just stayed behind mm-hmm. instead of all of them going to the dojo and like doing something about it. And for some reason, he's the one that they that they let go. I mean, they had all known um, Kiyoshi and the boss way longer than Nick had, like mo- probably most of their lives. But for some reason, none of them are motivated to revenge. They let they let Nick, the the outsider, do it. Which I mean, I realized that they they they'd all come to like him and everything. They'd accepted him, but it, it still makes no sense. There should have been they should have all gone. It would have been cool if the Kyoshi character was still alive and maybe he had used a katana to kill Orochi, maybe something like that. I think um, I think that would have had more damage than what Nick did. Yeah. It, it, it's and like then they would have had to fight their way out. Maybe there Kyoshi would have died or something. But yeah, they would have had to like get back out and it would have been a much more interesting climax and it would have made a little more sense, I guess. Again, it's a fiction, it can do whatever it wants, but I think this ending was ridiculous I hate it, it. it was really shit and uh what i've been reading uh it was a cliffhanger to kind of leave open for a possible sequel oh don't bother and i'm just like no <laughs> because again this is a two-hour movie it was long it was drawn out uh i, I did too like the setting and um i just didn't care for the characters besides yeah. uh Kyoshi and Miyu. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were the stars. And again, Nick was just like, hi guys, I'm I'm that white guy in your Yakuza group. So I, I sadly do have to not recommend this movie to anybody. Yeah, I uh I really enjoyed the beginning of this movie, but like two weeks ago we watched the ritual and at the beginning of that movie I was bored. But the last 20 minutes of the ritual are great. Like the monster's great and there's a there's a cool chase and stuff. So if you if you you know if you put on the movie and you just kind of like screwed around on your phone or you're talking to a friend and you were both kind of watching this movie, you would enjoy the ending. But because the ending of this movie is so awful, I can't recommend it at all. Like the beginning is good, but with no payoff, it's worthless. Don't don't watch this movie. Yes. And uh yeah. Don't bother with this two hour uh boringness <laughs> yeah this two hour shame i was reading about this movie last night after i watched it uh i got super excited and disappointed that originally i mean there michael fassbender and some other director were going to do this movie and they couldn't and then takashi Mike was going to direct this movie and he would have saved the hell out of this movie i think because he would have turned it into a ridiculous like sword fight at the end and a bunch of other interesting stuff. And the star was going to be played, or the star, the main character was going to be played by Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was going to be directed by Takashi Miike in this basic, in this setting, 1954 Osaka, Yakuza, white guy trying to work with the Yakuza. That would have been a great movie, I think. But, uh, and then both of them couldn't do it. And then they got, they got uh, Jared Leto, who, like I said, I was trying to end up liking after Blade Runner, but couldn't. And, I don't know what this director's done. Hang on. Uh, Martin Zandvelt. Uh, Zandvelt. Yeah. I don't know. He's from Denmark. Yeah, um, he did a lot of indie films. There's Land of Mine, A Funny Man, Applause. It looks like a bunch of indie films. He's got a bunch of awards. Oh, well, they're all Danish. Hmm. The other films must be foreign. 
the cinematography and everything was great in this movie. It was okay. I, it was passable. Yeah, I loved the music for some, like the at the end when the music was going, I was like, "That's good," but just a shitty scene. <laughs> um, next week's movie, Andy. What what are you picking? Um, I've half forgotten what it's called. Uh, In This Corner of the World. It is also a Netflix. It was added in this most recent round of movies that they were adding. Um, It is an animated movie from Japan from 2016. I know next to nothing about it except that it won a fuck ton of awards. And it got an extremely limited theatrical release in the United States. But when it did, I kind of Googled it to see if I wanted to watch it on the show bunch of critics thought it was great and blah 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 blah. um it also takes place in post-war japan so it'll be kind of an interesting look you know after watching the outsider now we're going to watch something you know oh now for something completely different but not or no i take that back it's it's set in the 30s and the 40s but mainly in 1944 to 1945 so not the same time period but same same place it's in japan Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I I did like Japan in during those times. Like, I, I'm actually interested in. The... Yeah, it should be, as long as this movie doesn't make me fireflies, then that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, remember to watch the movie and then come watch episode or listen to episode 34 of Big Trouble and Little Podcast and see what we think about it. Just how we. Uh, you know, thought of The Outsider, which was, uh, it's a bad movie. Don't don't go see it. And yeah, don't bother. Yeah. All right, let's uh, head into some news that matter to us. Um, I found a couple of news that we could talk about. One disappointing um, movie that Hollywood likes to do is reboot movies. Boo. And they are going to reboot Men in Black, um, which apparently is going to have the cast of Thor Ragnarok, which is going to have Chris Hemsworth in it. And uh, doing what? What role is he? I, I I'm guessing Agent K. I mean, if you're going to have that, you know, black and white kind of thing going on, I, I guess, guess they don't necessarily have to. Oh, well, they don't have to. But if they were going to reboot and kind of keep it the same, I mean, uh, one of them needs to be like a grizzled alien veteran guy and the other one has to be i guess uh a hard-nosed street cop i guess it'd be Uh, he'll probably end up being like a an ex-marine or something yeah they say uh thor ragnarok uh cast uh is gonna be in it all i see is chris hemsworth so in this article what are they talking about (laughs) i guess they're gonna have some people in it i guess wait wait I think I found something. No, it just says the Iron Man screenwriter. By the way, um, the guy who directed Iron Man, you know he's doing the... Favreau. Yeah, he's doing Star Wars. uh, Star Wars, yeah, I did know that. The TV shows, and people were pissed about that. Why? I feel like that's a good match. It's a good match. I'm just talking about like social justice warriors because he's white and there's no diverse and stuff. And I'm just like... Disney's all about diversity. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, in this article, it just pretty much says Chris Hemsworth's going to be in a reboot. Well, they're going to make a shitty Men in Black reboot. It'll have a bunch of high-budget effects. 
but it won't have like there's something about the tone of the original Men in Black that no one has ever been able to replicate. Not the sequels, not any other movie. It's got that real quirky, weird, like not pulpy, but it's oh, I don't know, it's something. It's something only Men in Black had, and they they won't have. It. They'll they'll fuck it up. Oh, okay. I see what you're going in this article. By the way, uh, it's gonna be a male and a female role. It's gonna have Tessa Thompson who played Valkyrie in the Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and then Chris Hemsworth. So they're going with the male-female kind of reboot for Men in Black. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense because uh, Men in Black, but I know there was women in there too, but... <laughs> people in Black. Yeah, people in Black. Uh, the second news story, um, a real quick mention. Uh, it's just been blown up for the, the past week because of GDC. Uh, is Atari VCS. Now, if you're wondering what Atari VCS is, it's the Atari box. They they changed their name because the nostalgia or something like that. Because apparently it was part of the Atari 2600, if I'm correct. I don't know. I'm not into the Atari consoles. But if you're wondering what this is, it's a glorified Ouya. Uh, you get to play indie games and you get to play old Atari games. Nothing was said about you know having any type of new games like or triple a games like uh call of duty or, or anything that would be on the system basically it's worthless yeah and the price point apparently is either 200 to 300 dollars and so it's, it's an expensive oh yeah <laughs> indie machine how much were we is they were like 200 weren't they? what how much was an oh weren't they about 200 something i think 150 i think yeah. Well, this is it's dumb. It, it's going to have a bunch of games that you can already play on an Android tablet, except you have to connect it to a TV. And it's also going to have a bunch of 40-year-old Atari games on it. What do you do? It's just a failed market, and I don't understand why Atari wanted to do this. And I bet you when they had their little Indiegogo or whatever Kickstarter they had, had in the beginning, is like people probably thought that they were actually getting another console that is going to be in the console war. Between yeah, they should have made a console and they should have got developers to make games for it. But no, they just want to make a stupid set-top box that isn't even as good as other set-top boxes that does a bunch of stuff that tablets already do, but it doesn't even do it as good as those tablets do. Yeah, so you might have a couple of people that buy it or maybe a couple hundred, but it's not going to be big at all unless there's something they're hiding or planning in the future that's going to be like oh this shit's going to be amazing but to me nothing really looks good about this and people think it's a, a an ouya machine and it's just not going to go anywhere that's my mm. opinion um yeah that's all i have to say about that any it looks cool i'll give it that yeah the the controllers look cool one looks like an xbox controller and then they had the old uh, old school uh, joystick. And, uh, I like the design of the console itself too. It's got the wood grain on the front, and then like a bunch of a bunch of parallel lines. Like it looks cool. It's just it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Any other news that you uh, you've seen? No, um, I've barely looked at the news, and like I said, it was without internet for a bit. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, not all week, but yeah, I, I haven't really seen much worth talking about we're we're at a slow period for both games and movies because movies don't ramp up until around you know spring summer they, they want all the big movies to come out avengers got 
bumped up to April, I guess. That'll be the beginning of the big movies. Well, quick news right here. Nintendo will host the Smash Brothers uh, Switch tournament in June during E3. Um, of course they will. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, the Switch Joy-Con is getting a D-pad from Hori. So there's going to be a D-pad on a Joy-Con instead of that... Uh, four button thing is that is that an official nintendo add-on or is that a hori product it's a hori product and hori is pretty good so yeah hori's great i want that yeah uh, they better come in full colors nothing really on the news uh the one game i'm looking forward to since we watched the outsider and all this japanese stuff is that japanese game from sony i forgot it was called I had like samurai shit. Oh yeah, uh, Ghost of War, Sum- Sumaki. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see that game at E3 because you know they're gonna show it. But yeah, I think that's gonna conclude uh, our episode 33 of Big Trouble World Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. We are also on iTunes and Podbean. Podbean's link is bt, well, btilp.podbean.com. We also have a Twitter, which is btilpod. And we are streaming on Twitch with my username, which is newdubsorder. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week for our movie of the week in this corner of the world. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a good day. See you next week. Thanks for listening.